And after a long weekend, how can these not be anything other, anything else, but anything other than beautiful sounds, wonderful sounds. Um, good morning, afternoon, everybody. Uh, we're starting very late this morning, um, mostly because uh, behind the scenes here we have like <laughs> a whole bunch of things going on. And... I'm thankful for all of them, mostly because it's a uh, we are experiencing something we could we could attribute it to growing pains in in more ways than not. And with that said, I do think that a lot of the drawbacks that a lot of performers and entertainers and for that matter businesses experience a lot of the drawbacks they experience we experience are uh their bank shots that people you know they don't quite calculate pain or the actual activity of growth into it so, you know, they're kind of sitting on the sidelines and then they perhaps perceive that as, you know, this is my ticket out. Maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. And I would be lying if I said I didn't have those thoughts once in a while, more often than not, probably. But uh, sometimes I feel like you just got to power through some things, you know, just keep on chugging along, uh, keep the well, proverbial pedal to the metal um, floor, if you would. But aside from that, got a few small, got a relatively short episode for you today. And when I say relatively, uh, sort of aiming for the traditional, you know, thing we've been doing as of late. Uh, just a kind of peek inside my brain. Um as I grow as a person and provide you with a little bit of entertainment on Friday evening, Friday night, we should have another show. Um, I say should because, you know, the, the schedule right now is very off the wall. It's probably the wrong expression, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Why not? Um, but also I'm going to try to have a, video, a short little video, you know, I've been doing these shorts, if you're following me on the shoot of bits, um, the, the bit shoot channel, uh, which is, I believe this thing right down here, just check that out. Um, same thing on Instagram, Facebook, although on Facebook, we're not really posting much and I post periodically on, um, Instagram, but uh, I post much less on Facebook, mostly because I don't really care for Facebook. Um, it, it It's a tool, it has its purpose, but all of that aside, I think that uh, if you follow me over here, you will, you will know that I have a, a it's really a, a series of short videos. We're going to super cut them together and probably release them as some sort of a um, DVD perhaps or uh, 
as a downloadable once we get things functioning here again. Uh, also, we're going to be doing a supercut of the music videos for those of you who are interested in that and we're shaping up to release a series of other videos, which is part of <laughs> why we're taking so much time off, if you would. Uh, we've basically cut down one show out of the week so we can focus on the creative processes, process I, processes, processes, processes. Um, so I don't want to uh, continue to drain your time because if you're supporting the show, I don't think you support the show, sharing, um, liking, commenting, all three of those are really great things to do. Uh, checking out the, our work, uh, whether you're purchasing materials or, you know, borrowing it in good faith, freeloading, if you would. But um, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the great thing is if you're here, you're watching. If you're watching, you're supporting. And if you're sharing, it's very, very appreciated uh, because... Well, right now, uh, I don't think people just tune in to hear uh, just random things. I don't think you want to tune in to get a, a different perspective than Dan Rather. Because, you know, yeah, cool, we can cover news here, that's fine. But I think you want to come here for something else, too. Yeah, you want to come for news? There are, there are a hundred. Philip DeFranco, you know, if you're more right-leaning, you have everybody from Owen Benjamin to Crowder to, you know, Glenn Beck. You know, take your pick. That's fine. We do the news here. But it's not all we do. You know, we, we try to give you a little something more. And, you know, I this is not supposed to be uh, strictly one genre. And I think that's where some, some people are... You know, they feel like, you know, I'm, I might be selling myself a little short or stretching myself a little thin to some degree. I'm not, that's not the attempt. The attempt is, can, can we find something worth starting a discussion about? You know, whether it's, you know, the Jake Paul case study. You know, I think that making music as a way of uh, coping with mental health could be a good thing uh or you know writing books as a way of you know working out one's own thoughts can be a good thing and with all of that said i think a lot of these dialogues need to be had and uh i would be happy to start them on this you know on this show on this podcast on this program and we are looking at having a few people on right now we have, I think we still have a few invitations out. Uh, we're going to be sending out another whole slew of them over the next few months to basically set things up for the next, you know, year and a half. Mostly because uh, I want to get some feedback and counter thought. And right now, the big idea for today's show is there's a 
there's a proverb, you know, as a, I, I'm a Christian, I'm a, you could call it a, a, a an orth, an unorthodox Christian. Um, I don't exactly uh, meet the criteria most um, most of the orthodox would consider mandatory. And it's for a variety of reasons, uh, some of which I just don't see. I mean, disagree with the fundamentalists on some things, N not major things, a lot of minor things. And I, I more strongly disagree with the modernists than I do the fundamentalists, the fundamentalists or, for that matter, the evangelicals. And this is what I mean by this show is not supposed to be a substitute for going to church. We might discuss something that has to do with the Bible or not. And just like it's not supposed to be a, a substitute for you watching or reading the news. You, you're supposed to go and do your due diligence, you know? Um, and that's why I think this should be more of a... Uh, the, the spark to a dialogue than the extinguisher to the fire, you know? I might present a conclusion or a solution you disagree with, and I'm open to hearing why people disagree, you know? That's why I have, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, Facebook even, you know? So, the idea here is, without this becoming a substitute, I would like to present some ideas, and that's why, you know, we're going through the Tensions book. But right now, today, I think that when I'm reading my Bible, you know, I, I try to make it a daily practice. I pray. I encourage people to go to church. We're, church is a very hard topic right now because, you know, with the pandemic going on and, you know, we're trying to keep people safe. When you combine that with the idea of doing Bible study and educating oneself on what the Bible has to say, especially if you're a believer, uh, it can be somewhat challenging because people aren't always open to the discussion. So, without further ado, I actually do not have Superdog with me today. Uh, she decided she was going to stare at me and watch me walk out the door when I decided to mosey on this morning. So, we don't have really any special guests here today but that does lead me into you know black coffee of course and uh, this is a new variety by the way we'll get to that in a later episode so i just wanted to take a few minutes today and let you in on a proverb i believe we need to consider and this is more of a lifestyle, but it's also a bit, you could say, it, it kind of rides the line between lifestyle and 
self-help slash religion. Pardon me. Now, why these three topics? Because, let's, let me throw it up here on the screen for you real quick. Here's what we have. We have this verse here. It's Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. It says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Now, the, the reason this sticks out so much to me is because this has striking similar, strikingly similar language to another verse that I'm going to pop up here on the screen for you in just a moment. Um, I, I just want to read it again, just so we can kind of get a grasp on what it's actually saying. And when I say actually, I literally mean what it's saying. The commandment is a lamp. The law is light. The reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So if the way, the actual path, are being told what to do versus what not to do, then the commandment is the thing you hold on to. And the light that comes from the lamp is the law. It is the defining feature for our perceptions to be accurate. Now, there's a lot that's being said there. So, with that in mind, let's jump over to the verse that I think this sounds a lot like. It's found in Psalm chapter 119. Verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Very, very similar language there. Really, really similar language to be upfront. Um, mostly because it's the perspective on both the, the lamp and the path, the, the, the passage you're supposed to follow, as well as the, the giver of light, if you would, the, the object of orientation. This matters because when, we, when we're looking at this verse in Proverbs 6.23, the commandment is the lamp. Well, this means two things, that the commandment has the same validity as the word. And it also means that the word can be the commandment. Does it mean the word is commandment? Sometimes, yes. Most of the time, probably as a matter of fact, yes. Is it a constant? Well, it just depends on who, you, who you're asking. Now. To move forward two steps, Proverbs chapter 1 actually has this little bit to say right here. Uh, verse 2, to know, proverb, to know wisdom and instruction, 
think I need to scroll up for you to see it here. Yeah, okay, there we go. Verse 2. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. These things are tools to define the path. It's not as simple as, you know, I stumble on the path all the time. Well, without, if you would, cornerstones, guide stones, without tools, without a guide, we're basically guessing at where the path lies as opposed to where the path does not lie. You know, we're guessing the, the, the grass from the sand at that point. Verse 4, to give subtlety or to give subtility, take your pick, to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. These, again, are the, the yellow lines on the side of the road. They're guidelines. Verse 5 is interesting as we proceed. A wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels now this is a thing because as we move forward we have to remember when we're differentiating the path from the margins we're differentiating the yes from the maybe and no's how wide is the path? Those are the maybes. What is the path? That's the yes. And it's also, what is the path? That's the no. So we have the yeses, or we have the noes, the maybes, and then we have the yes. And we differentiate them by reproving, or the reproofs, as it says in the verse, reproofs of instruction. This is important because to understand that path, to understand the path, you have to have the commandment as a lamp and the law to define the path. It might be rocky, it might be unstable in, in a physiological sense. It might have water, it might be damp. The point is, when you're defining what that is, that path, when you're defining where it goes, it's very, very difficult to discern where the path begins and ends without the law. Now, we're not going to get into the legalistic legalism or legalistic yeah, aspect that says, well, where does the law begin and end and all this other stuff? No, 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 we're not going to do that here today. We're going to keep it simple because simplicity is found in Christ. Simplicity is found in Christ. And somebody showed me a verse the other day. I was watching a podcast and, well, listening to it, and they said, simplicity is found in Christ. And I was like, huh, 
Isn't that crazy? That's a crazy idea. And when I thought about it, it made a lot of sense in this context. And it was a New Testament passage. So it brings me to this idea that I have here. This is where I'm studying in my own study of Proverbs, particularly verse 4, uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. It reads, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. That kind of got me. It, it, it hit home very close because there are two descriptors here. This, this, this is a group of descriptions. This is, you could say, number one, gives you directions how to become poor. Number two is a comparison, but it's also a description. If number one is how to become poor, then number two is, it's almost a prescription. Becoming rich requires some degree of cooperative action. But it doesn't stop there. It says, read this with me. It says, but the, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. That, that word diligent, it's a constant. It's, it's, it's not a temporary action. It's a continual action. You know, do your due diligence. Don't just go back and look once. Go back, double check, then double check your double check, so to speak. You know, triple check, if you would. That's an idea that I think is kind of lost to some degree on a lot of people today. And, I, and I'm using very general language there because not everybody has lost this idea. But I do think that there's an overwhelming number of people who overlook this sort of idea. Dealing with a slack hand and being diligent in your work. What, do, what does this word slack mean? This word slack per um, <laughs> Bing. I, I, I checked it out literally moments before we started here today. Checked it out. And this is what it comes out to. Slack. Not taut or held tightly in position. Loose, if you would. Okay, yes, I'm on board. But I think number two, number three, and probably number four, two and three, definitely, though, of business, number two, of business, characterized by a lack of work or activity, quiet, number three, having or showing laziness or negligence. Wow, that's a mouthful. That's crazy stuff. Kind of puts this in perspective a little bit. Verse from uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. When you're not paying attention, you become poor. All right, well, what, what, what did my 
crazy little brain, <laughs> which that's probably a term I should stop using about my brain. Uh, speaking things, manifesting things, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Okay. Anyway, I see something here. I see there's a, there's a contrast of ideas that's created here. Poor and rich, slack and diligent, kind of how we've already covered it. But these ideas are presenting concepts themselves. Number one, a hand implies ownership, private property, if you would. Number two, becometh and maketh. They show direct influence over the outcomes of something. He becometh poor, you become poor when you deal with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent makes people rich, make, maketh rich. Okay. The dynamics are sort of played out in as sort of character play. There's a poor man and a rich man. Kind of sounds like a parable, doesn't it? Well, here's the thing. When you're talking about rich and poor, and you're talking about doing if, if you're talking when you're talking about the when you're talking